As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's poppin' everybody? Hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Yeah, I'm still here. I'm still here. Don't you, forget about me, everyone. How could we? <laughs> how how could we indeed? Great question, man. I'm pretty unforgettable. That's what I, you know. Jay. I, I mean, like that, to think that about myself. <laughs> so as far as I'm concerned, getting you to be my guest on this show mm-hmm. week in, week out is yeah. a huge pull. Wow. I mean, like, <laughs> like as far as I'm concerned, the only person who I'd rather have here is maybe Daisy Ridley. Ah, uh, we have been doing a Star Wars video today, and it is amazing. How uh, it's been a long time since I watched the the sequel trilogy. Yeah, all the way through. But uh, the video we're releasing today, which I guess people maybe saw yesterday, if you're listening to this pop the day it came out, uh, was all the changes you would make to the to the sequel trilogy. Not all the changes. One change per movie. One change per movie. Yeah. yeah. So in for the let me give the the very brief backstory, but like. I, on my paternity leave, for whatever reason, I wasn't even watching the Star Wars movies, yeah. but I was thinking <clears throat> about the Star Wars movies. And I've, I've always come back to like a couple of like theories that we've had in the past that I thought not only would I have like think they would have played better cinematically inside of their own movies, but it was dawning on me that I was like, these three changes together would make, I think, the whole arc of Ben Solo just yeah. work better well it, i think yeah I, i read your script and i was just like this is really really good because it didn't really change the overall story at all you weren't you know like you could easily say i just want to tear out the entire palpatine bit i want to tear out the entire casino bit you know like it wasn't like that like you made very like fair changes okay like the story is what the story is i'll give you that but if you make just a few decisions have a little bit more weight or a few like like deaths happened at different times like they were all they were all fair they weren't like this whole thing was garbage toss it in the fire like just just a little little nudge <laughs> and maybe it would have been more cohesive and i think my, as i was reading i was like you know what you know what the problem is is that really date like not not really not a problem but like ray is the main character right for the most part and it's like really it maybe it just should have been kylo ren was the main character Yeah, and it's 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 funny because I think that so many of the themes very unintentionally as I was going through it. So let me let me give like the the 10 second version if you in case you didn't watch 
yesterday's Super Carlin Brothers video if you yeah. want like a much, much, much more detailed version. But I don't want to talk about it so in the abstract and have people at home who haven't seen it be like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. So yeah. um, basically what I went through is I, I had three key changes that I would make to each each of the sequel trilogy movies. In The Force Awakens, it comes down to the final moment with Ben Solo and his father Han Solo at the end where basically Han dies. Spoilers. And um, <laughs> uh, but the whole idea here is that like Ben is basically asking for help in this moment and yeah. then like seconds later kills his father. And so it's it's always been like a very ambiguous situation anyway yeah and my big argument here is you don't really need to change anything just at some point in time confirm the fact that what actually happened here is that han was fully comprehending everything his son was going through and knew that the only way that he could help him out of this otherwise impossible situation is to basically sacrifice himself rather than force his son to to have to make the choice basically to kill him right and and th- do it in a way that allows kylo to save face yes yeah and and so that's that's sort of the position that he's in so because in in this way i almost see it much more as han is protecting ben like that is his objective in this moment he's not thinking about the galaxy he's not thinking about anything else he's thinking if like something has to happen here he can't let me just trot right off of this ridiculous catwalk yeah you know like the, one of us has to walk, like walk away. Right. Like the entire first order is walking. Right. And it's going to be very bad news for my son. If he just lets me walk away. No problem. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so the idea here is that basically there, there keeps being these actions throughout the trilogy that basically prevent Ben solo from ever fully committing to the dark side of the force. So <clears throat> this will be the first one is basically just that at some point in time, we learn that, Han pulled the trigger and I, I thought about this a little bit and I was like the cool way they could have like brought it Han, back Han pushed first Han pushed first yeah 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 that's like I'm gonna I'm gonna start like a whole new Star Wars whole argument if dude if I if I could take if, if like I had that legacy that they were just like not sanctioned by us but just t-shirts at comic-con where people were wearing we're, we're we're showing Han falling off the bridge that said Han pushed first. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, oh, wow. I've wow. Made, I've, I've made my impact. It'd yeah. be really cool. But no, so the, the thought that I was come back to is that like Ray looked up to Ben's father as a father figure herself. Right. And his death was rather devastating for her because, you know, her whole life, she basically hasn't had parents. Right. And so he shows up. He's like, they, they like jive together. They seem like they're meant to be partners right. even like sort of tosses around the idea of like hiring her and then finally having this person in her life and then immediately losing it at the hands of Ben Solo is significant reason for Ray to forever hold a grudge against Ben. Right. And, f- and then conversely, like Kylo Ren recognizes that Ray can use the force and right. is powerful and when his parents recognized that in him, they sent him away. Right. And now here's this other person who's powerful in the force and he, she's, he's, he's, he's like yeah. taking her under his wing. Right. And it's like, if you were capable of that, why didn't you do it for me? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you can see, you can see where it causes, but really it ends up being this, this conflict so directly between Ray and Ben, if not just Kylo and Ben. <laughs> well, yes, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, I would say the the primary conflict is between Kylo Ren and Ben Solo, and then Ben Solo and Ray is is really like what yeah. it, what it keeps coming back to. Uh, so what I what I always thought would have been really neat would be like in in the moment where like 
Ray is like, I can't forgive you, like would be that that moment of reveal where where Ben finally tells another living soul that Han pushed. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I, I didn't do it. He like he helped me. Right. In this moment, because that's it, it's both revealing for Ben himself at that point in time where it's like even acknowledging it out loud, even speaking it to someone else. Right. Is is like in a tiny way accepting like he did help me like in his like, yeah. when it came down to it, he would make that choice to help me. Yeah. And that like, I mean, I, I, I keep getting chills oh. talking about it. It's it would, yeah. Um, so there's that. Uh, and I also think that it would help untangle some of Ray's like uh, non-negotiables with her anger towards Ben too. Yeah. Because it would sort of, it would sort of like her, she would be able to realize that like it wasn't him attacking his father. Instead, it was this unbelievable moment between these two people. Right. Which is really cool. So fast forwarding to the last Jedi though, we would have another moment where if the force awakens is all about, you know, uh, Ben's relationship with his dad, Han Solo, the last Jedi is all about his relationship with his mom, who's Leia. And, Again, I think there's a couple of different like schools of thought going on here. One of them is that I just honestly really, really, really liked all of the new characters that were introduced. And I don't think that we needed to rely on Han, Leia and Luke to make the sequel trilogy interesting. Right. It was very cool that they were there um, and like very fun. But as far as I'm concerned, it's like I I sort of anticipated one of them would not make it through each movie. Right. Like like each movie, another one would fall. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So with um, with The Last Jedi, again, you have this like really big moment where Ben basically is in a position to kill Leia. Like yeah. he, he's like in the TIE fighter. He senses that she's there. He's got like his finger on, you know, like the, the button to like shoot the ion cannon or whatever. And, and he, and he doesn't make that choice. Yeah. And that choice is so significant. It's significant. And it's, it's significant because it tells you the audience, but it also like is a callback to return of the Jedi when like Luke doesn't kill Vader. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, it's it can also echo further back to when Anakin does kill all the Jedi. Right. You know, it's like, here's the, this is the moment like you can, you can turn on everyone you've ever believed in. You can, you can kill or you can, or, or not. Right. right. <laughs> and it's like, you saw the two paths before. Uh, and now here it is again. It's like, are you going to go down the path of Darth Vader or are you going to go down the path of Luke Skywalker? Exactly. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, like, again, yeah, it's like these big moments. And I feel like the way that these moments uh, reflect to me about how the force works is that it requires these choices to turn you fully to the dark side. Mm-hmm. And, and basically like, it's like, there's no way back. And I would say the, the small, small, small exception here is that Anakin does not know that he has these kids. Oh, sure. And so I think that the arrival of them almost like literally changes the entire shape of the way that he views is like, I guess he doesn't know it's twins. I guess that's true. He knows Padme's pregnant, right? But I think, doesn't he think that they died or that they didn't make it through childbirth? Mm. I think that's what happened. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. He thinks they die. 
Okay. But but he also definitely does he definitely never knew it was twins. He definitely didn't because know. yeah, because yeah, yeah, he doesn't know about Leia and he's like a sister. <laughs> Obi-Wan was wise to keep her from me. It was a very good James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, love no it. one has ever said that to me before. <laughs> but thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um okay, so uh Last Jedi again, you have this moment where he can make this choice. He doesn't make the choice, which is really cool. Um and but then like she is attacked anyway and like then I, I think more than anything, it establishes this moment where she is like harmed. Like she is now fragile or like there, there is like a very understandable expectation to where uh, the, this next change that I would make would fit the story, the yeah. narrative. And that is in the last Jedi, we get introduced to Laura Dern's character, uh, which is Admiral Holdo. Yeah. And I think that, she is great. I also just like Laura Dern as an actress in general. Mm-hmm. She's good. But I think her character design was cool. I think like she has an entire um, movie long arc with Poe, which is like establishing like that. Like it's establishing this idea that she is fit to lead. Yeah. Because Poe basically would only trust Leia. And I think that that's like a huge thing about like Poe's character in general. It's like, he, he's not so much a resistance fighter as he, he like, he believes in Leia, mm-hmm. this one person. So it's like, he spent the entire movie establishing Holdo. And then at the end, it's sort of like Poe comes around. It's like, Oh, she does know what she's doing. Like, this is cool. Like, okay, I'm on board. And then Holdo promptly basically goes and mans the ship as it. Yeah. Does the, light the, speeds through the supremacy. Exactly. Yeah. Which is a really cool scene, but it's like, why spend all of this time introducing this really cool character and like verifying her credentials yeah. and then have her <clears throat> do nothing more than basically press a button. It's something that Leia who is, who has been like harmed in this movie yeah, could go and like her, her last act, even as, even as someone who has been like severely damaged the same day yeah, would still be capable of taking out <clears throat> the largest ship in yeah. the fleet. Right. You know, which single-handedly. We look, which we looked up. If you need a sense of scale for the supremacy in The Last Jedi, it is 60 kilometers long. Which is bonkers. It is bonkers. I don't even, like, how would you construct such a... You have to build it in space, right? Like, you I have feel like, to. I feel like it's 60 kilometers. You're starting to have to deal with the curvature of the planet you're on. Oh, right, right. right. You know? Yeah, like, like that starts to become the issue. <laughs> like, it's so you- true. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've never understood how they built any of these things, to be fair. But like, yeah, no, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's insane. Well, I mean, they built the Death Star in space. So I guess that makes sense. Right. And That's true. They built like all the Star Destroyers on Exegol. That, that to me, <laughs> this is a completely, it's like my suspension of disbelief about the Star Destroyer fleet on Exegol is, <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I can believe the rest of this stuff's happened in the galaxy, but like no one can even find, there's no map to this place. How are you getting the supplies here? How does it make sense? The supplies. You have a shipping problem. Pal- yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah, you have the, a shipping problem. The logistics don't, I'm calling UPS. Um, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't know how you were getting them here. How would this work? And in only 20 years time, you know? It's right. a lot of it's a lot of things. It's a lot of things to be done. Yeah. Apparently, apparently, um, space builders are just just extremely productive, or they're making everything just literally out of like styrofoam. You know what the problem is? That they, they, they defeat themselves inside their own cannon, though, because when they're building the Death Star, like they have the Genotians build it, who are like the bug people from Attack of the Clones. Okay. That's who's building the Death Star for the most part, or they do a lot of the work. And then I'm pretty sure they just wipe them out afterwards so no one knows about the Death Star. Uh, like, they're doing that thing. They're like, yeah, 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 do it, do it, do it. See ya. 
Right. Don't need you anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. like all the like they they're like oh, best builder gone. Gone. We, they don't even exist have, anymore. Yeah. Whatever. But, I but guess. maybe maybe once you've built a model, you can build the model again. Well, clearly, because it takes him what the emperor forever to build the first Death Star, and then it's like what two years, and he's got an even bigger one on the way yeah. in Return of the Jedi. I well, don't know he, how they were doing that. He had all the plans, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> he's fun. always got a backup plan. Right. So the <laughs> timing in Star Wars, as a rule, is always really funky. Like even I think like the the first movie it conceivably takes place in a day. Yeah, I think it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's all and one like day. Luke trains with Yoda for not long enough. Yeah. You know, to take on Darth Vader. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Well, here's what you have to think about the fight on in Empire is that it's not really a fight like like Luke appears to put up a pretty good show. But what I think like Darth Vader's not really trying. Okay, he's just like he's like, you know, he he's got this big secret. He's about to drop. He's not trying to kill him. He's about to try and turn him. (laughs) He's being dramatic (laughs) is what he's doing. (laughs) He's exactly. He's just like, look, this isn't even close. I'm using one hand. Okay, great. Okay. Just stop. Stun. Stop. Stop. Wait, did okay. I say son? Did yeah. I say, no. Whoa, hold hey, take it back. Take it back. Uh, I mean, boy. Boy. <laughs> no, you are I'm trying to my... tell you something. <laughs> Classic children. Classic. Classic. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, so basically what I would say, Last Jedi, as, as I get back to my, my narrative here, mm-hmm. I would have uh, Leia fly the ship through the supremacy. <laughs> Boom. And once again, you would have this moment where Ben was capable of making the choice, didn't make the choice. And then ultimately the choice is taken away from him entirely. Mm-hmm. And it's what I think is really interesting about this is the way that I perceive the path to the dark side. Yeah. And it's like, it's been cut off. It's yeah. like, it's like you can feel the dark side of the force. You can feel that anger. You can feel that fear. But if you can't, if you can't walk the path, then you can never get there. Yeah. You know, and the only way to walk the path would be to do these acts of such heinous, like internalized crime, like where where it's like it has to mean something to you to yeah. have done this extremely negative act. Right, like he's done lots of bad things. Yes, absolutely, yeah. and and it's not like that's excusable in any in any way, shape, or form. But I think the the your choice within the the um, spectrum of the force is so internally driven. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be, it has to be what you value. Yeah. I guess if that makes sense. So anyway, what that would mean though is that you'd have this Ben Solo character and and I, I come back to this idea too because I feel like there's the the area where I thought people might buck is that if if you're like, well, if, if both of his parents helped him in some way or proved that they were heroes or anything like that, like wouldn't that like start to pull him back to the light side of the force? And I, I don't think that it would at all because I don't think that even if it's for good reasons that mm-hmm. you lost a parent, that it's ever going to make it easier. Yeah. And, and all the while what's happening is, is Ben is just losing person after person after person who he looks up to. He, I mean, he loses. Yeah. He's just seeking someone's approval and yeah, like Han and Leia sent him away and then in your version and then they both die. Right. And then I guess the movie, if uh, the last Jedi would then end with Kylo, killing Snoke and then Luke also sacrificing himself. Exactly. So he's left with like all four people he's ever looked up to are just gone now. Right. And he's sort of like left as this like loose cannon reckless person. And the reason uh, I think then then he continues to not come around to the light is because it's more that now it's just between like him and Ray. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like and, and with that. Yeah. You have you have this Ray character who's just done everything that he was 
supposed to do. Right. Like maybe. she's had the life he was supposed to have. Exactly. And she keeps besting him. So now it's just like I this and she's on the side of the light, clearly. Yeah. And he's not on her side. So if <laughs> Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah, like then you get you get into uh the rise of a Skywalker and I think really like you you kind of see that feud continue with like they have like the battle um on like the the desert planet where she like jumps in the air and like cuts a ship in half you have the battle where they like sort of force transport themselves into oh, the yeah. ship and they do like the fight together which sort of pre-establishes really cool the the lightsaber handoff thing mm. I, um, they, mm, they do establish that in the movie before when the rain <laughs> gets on his glove they do. That's true. Yeah. That is true. That like that something can can pass through this like force connection. Yeah, force diode. No, okay. Yeah. Look at you, <laughs> you and your you and your technical terms. I'm just gonna sit over here and do my very best to understand the psychology <laughs> of the characters, and you just you just you <clears throat> fill in all my gaps. With, I got you. With like the 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 hardened <clears throat> lore. Uh, uh, yeah. I've consumed a lot of Star Wars over the over the years. You have. Yeah. It's, it's impressive, <laughs> and it's a job. Like it to, is to consume you, all of Star consuming Wars. Star Wars is a lot. There's so <laughs> many shows and books, and guy barely made a dent in the comics. But well, yeah. So whatever. Anyway, you're you're ahead of me. Either which way. Okay. But yeah. So Rise of Skywalker. You finally end up having this battle uh, on the remains of the Death Star inside of an ocean, I guess. And this this battle, if you watch it and look at it through this lens, is nothing but like cathartic yeah like this is literally them just like letting it all out right like it's all of their emotional frustration not even necessarily with each other just being like directed at each other yes yeah it's like the 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 like jedi force related equivalent of having a bad day and going home and screaming into a pillow right you know it's (laughs) just like it's like i just need to like get it out of my system somehow yeah and it seems like that's ultimately what happens here is like they they like sort of have this like we're not going to finish one one another but i'm going to go do this and you do whatever and uh when ben is left there he basically ends up having the exact same conversation with hans force ghost as he did on the bridge on the bridge in the yeah. force awakens it's like almost word for word the same yeah but this is where you can just like very clearly see that like that like ben solo has finally won out yeah like he like after having that cathartic experience that final battle with ray like all of this stuff coming together she heals him like yeah he, he can recognize i mean that. you could even re- you could interpret it as like because ray does stab him you know she does yeah <laughs> you could interpret it that she kills kylo ren that's a very good way yeah. to put it yeah. i even love that yeah. yeah that's that's a very very good like visually symbolic because she like, does it with his saber too true yeah true. Mm, that's I like why that. and, and given where you're going i really like that yeah, yeah me too me okay too. Go okay ahead. so okay <clears throat> then basically what you have here is is the moment again uh where ben says like i know what i have to do but i don't know if i have the strength to do it and he holds up the lightsaber exactly like he did in the force awakens stop right there boom because what happens in the movie is he turns around and he throws his lightsaber into the ocean mm-hmm. and it's like really man like really mm-hmm. oh, it, it killed me but anyway like so if you if you freeze there and then fast forward to ray versus palpatine and the giant gladiator arena of all of the sith that ever were whatever like you have her in a position where she is just outmatched outnumbered yeah back is against the wall and this is this is like what i just think would have been like the the icing on the cake like the, the incredible moment would be that we don't even know what's happened to ben since that final moment with han right so all of a sudden just what <clears throat> you see is in the darkness 
the lightsaber turn on and it's Kylo's saber. And instead of that furious red, it's just pure white. Right. And he's like, it's not angry anymore. It's like, it's just smooth white light. And it's still coming out of the hilts and everything, which I think would look super cool. Yeah. And it's like the same saber, clearly the same saber. And in all at once, I think that you, the audience, you do not need to know that the lore is dead accurate you yeah. can you just know you know what you know whose lightsaber that is because it's know, got the yeah because the the three-pronged one because the three-pronged it's very unique and it's very kylo ren yeah but and it's like but it's white now which yeah. means it's like it's not because that's the other thing about kylo saber is that it's very unique and that it has the the cross hilt but also it's always had this like ferocious yeah visible like rugged like the front like his frustration is represented in like the angriness of the saber exactly yeah so what you get to see now is the saber come back and this like fully reformed light yeah and it's just it and then and then you know everything can play out and they save the day or whatever from there but um to me that would like finish this this really cool arc that ben solo has where he he goes from being this like young innocent boy who basically discovers that he has the powers of the force who goes to start training and has his mentor turn on him who then becomes very angry and frustrated with the world and you know shifts over to the dark side of the force. Yeah. Which typically like the way that the, the lore works is that the only way to get a red lightsaber is to take an existing Kyber crystal from a standard lightsaber and yeah. corrupt it. Right. And then the only way to get a white lightsaber is to heal that corrupted crystal. Exactly. And so ultimately that's what you end up having yeah. because Ben, because Ben Solo has become Kylo Ren and returned to Ben Solo. Right. I, yeah, I really love, I really wish they'd gone with the white saber. Um, route because that yeah it's you're right it's like no one needs explaining that white means good and no right. one needs explaining that angry to smooth is represents like his anger leaving him and his like you know ben solo returning right but um and like it, it if you want to dive into it then it already exists right because this is exactly what ahsoka does uh, and she has white lightsabers right if you want to dive into like the clone wars and mandalorian and stuff um that's what she did she it kills a inquisitor steals their saber uncorrupts the crystals and she has two white lightsabers so cool yeah so cool so it's like it all it's already there i know like it's there i know and it would have been it would have been cool um and it doesn't really change anything even you know um you know ray could still be a palpatine whatever yeah i could still explain her extreme extra powers i don't think you need that but that doesn't you don't even need to change it right right, right. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and that, that, that yeah it's like that i even made this this comment uh in the video <clears throat> but it's sort of like i'm not saying that this will make this trilogy perfect i just think that it ties everything to better i think it ties all three movies together in a much more cohesive way mm-hmm. and in sort of in this unexpected way it really ends up stop stopping being so much about ray who is more this like ray of light if you will uh-huh. <laughs> you see what i did there that's yeah. what you did um and it, it it is like sort of the ben solo story which i i even feel like there could be some frustration about because the first two trilogies were already about you know Anakin and Luke as these like mm-hmm. white male leads to these specific roles. And sure. So if you were to have had that, they'd be like very on the nose where I don't know, but that, that could have brought its own frustration. So even when I was, was concocting this idea, I was like, well, there, there is, there is that. Well, it's not like that's not still true though. He's still obviously the male lead. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a good point. So, so anyway, I would, I would just do it my way. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's my suggestion what yeah no i don't know maybe maybe someone from star wars will call and be like yeah 
Maybe John Favreau will pick up the phone and be like, "Hey guys, I'm just I'm spitballing for Mando season four. You guys have some thoughts? Do, do, do you want you want to come in? You want to yeah, come be a you part know. of it. You want to be a part of it. This is the dream. <laughs> I this know. Is, right? This is the dream. <laughs> I was talking to the guys in the office about this yesterday because I I feel like there is a part of me. I think even in a recent episode of the Pop, we talked about the the uh, the the prospect of ever like actually writing like a movie. Mm-hmm that's intended for like the big screen yeah. and the one we always talk about is 27 bucks. 27 bucks Christmas uh, classic. Obviously instant, yeah. instant Christmas classic. Yeah. Um, but I, the, like here is the thing that I struggle with is that I feel like there's like this part of me that like wants to keep throwing ideas out there into the ether in this way that is very like natural and organic for me. Yeah. And it's like, what I really want to happen is for someone to just hear it and be like, it's, it's like, I want to be playing high school football and have like a talent scout in the audience being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes, let's recruit this kid. Yeah. You know, like that's what I want to happen. I want, who is the Hollywood version of a talent scout that could find us? Uh, probably because, like an agent. Uh, <laughs> see, even that, because yeah. like, they do have to like go and hire and it's like, I don't want that. I don't want that. This is the thing is that like, yeah, you're right. It's like that. It feels very unlikely for something like that to happen because it's not like, casting calls are lacking applicants in any way shape or form oh i know i know yeah yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing it's like why why would anyone ever go searching when it, it's like a it's a um oh what, what is that like like a seller's market mm-hmm. you know like like so real estate right now if you have a house for sale like it's sold like that's it like there's no yeah. there's no two ways about it it's sold and probably for more then you're asking price. Right. Like it's a great time to be selling your house. Right. The only complicated thing is you then, of course, also you're going to buy a house, buy a house. So yeah. difficult in that way. But I feel like this is, this is very <clears throat> much the case for talent as it exists in Hollywood is that it's like, there's talent. There's so much talent. Yeah. Everywhere. And people want to bring that talent to yeah. the table. Like the, they're, they're showing up with their bags of talent and, and willing to offer more than asking price. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Does my analogy work? It definitely works. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I got it. Good, 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 good. So anyway, yeah, what, what we need is a scarcity of talent mm. so that so that the the perspective has to shift. Right. Now they got to like shop around. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they got to deep dive the podcasts on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> See if anyone has any good ideas out there. Right, right, right. I know. Maybe we should delete all of our other episodes other than this one mm. so that so that yeah, it's so easier. That to, episode 104. Yeah, it's like I don't want them to have to dig through all, all yeah. the first 103 episodes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be a big commitment yeah. to finally get to 104. Right. So Certainly we've had an idea or two before now, maybe. Uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it seems possible, plausible even. We've talked about Name of the Wind a lot. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. That's, see, okay, okay. Here's my pitch. Yeah. Here's my pitch. So, if if we can be like the ragtag, you know, undiscovered yeah. people that that like want to come on board for that project, maybe this is a good opportunity where it's like it's like okay, let's prove what we can do. Yeah, and and we'll do that, and we'll make it perfect. Uh huh. Oh man. So I, here's what we need to do. Here's what would, we need to do. I would be so passionate about this. Okay, so what we need to do is we don't need to let we need to film a trailer for the name of the wind right like we don't need to actually like make the actual finished product we just have to film enough stuff to put in a trailer and then and then just put it out and then put the trailer out there okay as like a fan-made trailer for potential thing 
is there precedent for fan-made products like this yielding success? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, I know. I'm I'm asking you because I'm actually asking everybody else I gotcha. listening at home. Yeah. So sorry. I, that was it. Was actually mm. I didn't expect you to know necessarily okay. offhand, but maybe you would. Maybe it's. I I know there are like people who do like fan-made films all the time. Right. And I assume my guess is the reason they're making them is to get their name out there. <laughs> right. That's true. That's yeah. True. I mean, and, and also, you know, fulfill whatever creative artistic, um, you know, there's, desires they have. There's that. There's yeah. that too. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so here's, here's my path. Here's my path to success, right? Yeah. We'll do name of the wind. Okay. Knock it out of the park. Okay. Right. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be great. We gotta be, have some real good, um, we're gonna have to get some some custom loot music. Sure. Yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and 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 so like what what happens though is that like we come in and there's like there's like this forever like known thing. It's like they they offer to do it for nothing. They just wanted to do it. Yeah, you know. So it's like it's like this big choice mm-hmm. in our career. It's kind of like uh, oh man, I'm gonna compare us to George Lucas. Oh um, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he he like he made so much of his contract structured around the merchandise sales. Yeah. Which ended up being like one of the most lucrative contracts ever because it's it, like Star Wars merchandise basically put film related merchandise like on the map yeah so there's that and then we go from there to directing the founder series mm. right yeah right? You know, i got gotcha. you get to go and spend some time in the, the world of harry potter and then from there the sequel sequel trilogy the 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 new do ne- you mean next star wars saga whatever that is whatever that yeah. is <laughs> okay i mean ambitious you know what they say man shoot for the stars maybe you'll hit the moon yeah well you know what if we shoot for this it sounds like the stars we're shooting for for are in a galaxy far far away they so, are indeed yeah they are indeed <laughs> but yeah maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe we don't end up directing the next star wars because shoot for the stars we end up directing the next moon wars <laughs> It's like diet Star Wars. <laughs> diet Star Wars. It's, moon not, Wars. it's not stars. It's that we're not that big. But it's like it's like Jupiter's moons, you know? Like yeah. they, they have like their own Yeah. Pl- I don't know. Drama. They have their own drama. I mean Titan is a moon of Saturn, so that's that's already got some drama unfolding, right? That's a good point. You know? Yeah. Marvel. Should we throw Marvel Space? <laughs> Space is big. Space is big. Should we throw Marvel into our lineup somehow? <laughs> I mean, as long as we're as long as we're ticking every other box. Uh, yeah. Mean, Just dance around the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Right. But then and then eventually, okay, we'll cap it off here. Yeah, is that ready? we'll we'll finally reach such a level of of notoriety with our with our with our humble beginnings here on the <laughs> on episode on the, 104 of the pop. On the pop. Everybody's signing off. Everybody's like, like, stop. You guys are punks uh <laughs> we will we will finally get to be an easter egg in a pixar movie oh that'd be fantastic right yeah, that'd be that's right. the and, dream and it's like we're, I, what i've always wanted is just to be like just to be like those two old guys sitting on a bench that like that like very on the nose point out like an easter egg exactly you know like, wasn't that <laughs> <laughs> weren't you that guy yeah and, uh, and uh, that's just it yeah that's that's our whole that's our whole our whole shtick. And then people will be like, Oh my gosh, they started by making these like Easter egg unpacking videos. And right. now they're the Easter egg and inside of that Easter egg, they're pointing out an Easter egg. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Here's what it would have to be something. Okay. We, <clears throat> yeah. We're just like those two old guys and whatever the John Ratzenberger cameo in the movie is like our, our, characters hear that guy talk and we're like oh, you used to have a piggy bank that sounded like you <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> yes and they'd be like huh? evil <laughs> dr pork chop <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, we didn't change the subject. Okay, all right, fine, I fine, 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 fine. If, if, if you're not, if, I mean, I was just trying to, I was just trying to lay out the groundwork for the next forty years of our life. Fantastic, sounds fun. Yeah, we're probably but, gonna have to move. That's okay. Maybe not. You know, who knows? Maybe you know, maybe Roanoke will become the epicenter for. That's what they say. Southwest Virginia is the L.A. of Southwest Virginia. <laughs> Roanoke. Listen, Jay, they shot The Hobbit in New Zealand. Who's yeah. to say that we can't shoot? We have nice mountains. We do have nice mountains. Yeah. Yeah. You know? All we need is 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 rock and wind and water and sky. Right? I really thought you were going for an Avatar The Last Airbender. No, oh no. <laughs> I, I was, was talking like, that was that was a loading quote talking on the bridge and he's like, Do you know why this is a good place for naming? It's an edge. <sighs> yeah. Oh, I see. Nice, man. You were going real deep. I was. I am impressed, though. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card 
Now, I know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform, which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see. But you can also request them to be sent to you at any time. So they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do. But whether you're buying, selling, trading or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out. And right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Okay, you changed the topic. So, (laughs) transition. Transition. Okay, so this past week has been a complete whirlwind of things happening in my life. Okay. So, starting with the Thanksgiving holidays... We had um, like almost a big event on every single day. So obviously Thursday, Thanksgiving itself. Okay. Big, fun family event. Friday, Beth was hosting a baby shower for her cousin. Okay. Um, I wasn't really involved in that so much. <laughs> what? I know. What do you know? I wasn't even at our house. Whatever. Saturday, though, Luke's birthday. Yes. Super fun. Super fun. It was, um, <laughs> uh, he, got, he got lots of fun new gifts. Uh, I remember asking him though. This was, I'm just going to share the story because I thought it was funny. Uh, I remember asking him the night before, like, "What do you? What do, is there anything you think you're going to get for your birthday? Is there anything you want for your birthday?" And he lists off um, like uh, trains and a rocket ship. And then this one really caught me off guard. He said, "And contacts." <laughs> Like for your eyes, yeah, and I was that's how I was like contacts, like like contact lenses, and he goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Luke's like, there. Like, I don't think you need contacts, but it's just like so funny because he must see Beth put in her contacts and like ask her about it, and he must. And it's so funny. It's like he must think that's like a cool thing. Like it, oh, mommy I could see contacts. that. I could see that. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of because it's they are. I mean, contacts are really neat. Yeah, like the the like what they are, and for this like small child to like witness somebody putting like a small piece of clear you know plastic in their eye. Yeah, it's like. What is up with that? Yeah, that's interesting. What are those? These are my contacts. Should, Whoa, should you take contacts. him to the eye doctor and just <laughs> literally be like, Luke, we couldn't get you contacts for a birthday, but we are, we're going to take you to the eye doctor. Oh. And it's just like, just literally, just like, it's like, 
you just taking it for an appointment. Yeah. Like, you know, but, <laughs> yeah. But, but now it's exciting. But to him, yeah. it's a birthday present. He's been to the eye doctor before. So. Oh, okay. Does yeah. he have good vision? Uh, as far as I know, I think they were mostly trying to check like a tear duct. So it was less like a vision visit, more like a something else with your eye. Oh, I see. Sort of I visit. See. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But, well, yeah. you and Beth both have glasses. So I mean, yeah. it, it, seems like, it seems possible. But then there's another part of me that's like how two odds make an even. Oh, sure. It's possible. You know, I don't, Who's to I, say? I don't know the genetics of eyesight. Me but. neither at all. It seems like if we both had glasses, they would probably need glasses and probably braces. And that's going to be, you know, it's like a lot of braces and a lot of orthodontist visits and stuff. Oh, boy. Yeah. That's going to be a hooting and hollering. Hopefully time. not. Hopefully not. <laughs> I feel like Luke has, at least right now, has really straight teeth. So hopefully he's just got great vision, great teeth. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's all going to work out. It's all going to work out fine. It's going to be yeah. fantastic. Anyway, though. Didn't get contacts for his birthday. One thing he got, though, were these. Um, do you remember uh, a few years ago you got our cousins these like geodes that you can like smash open? And, yes. Yeah. I completely forgot about that, but I do. Yeah. So this was like maybe the diet version of that. Okay. Um, they were like sort of they were called they were dinosaur eggs, so to speak. Cool. Which are basically just like these big like dirt clods that are shaped like eggs. And then you it comes with like this little chisel and like fossil brushes and you can like chisel away at them and inside's like a little plastic dinosaur. Oh, cool. So, okay. Yeah, super cool. Super fun. Um, we got them out. Uh, like the next night, <laughs> I had to put the, like I had this like paper all over the table. Sure, and it was uh you know we were we were chiseling away at him, and Luke got everything dirty, got everything on his clothes dirty. It was, uh, it was super fun though. He was having an absolute blast with it. He was like, you know, the first few I would like really help him, and then because you know the chisels were not great, they're like little just wooden sticks basically. Sure, yeah. So and he's not it wasn't super capable of it, but I would you know help him get down to where it was, and then you know also the Virginia Tech game was on, so I was like had my attention a little pulled away because they were playing UVA, which they won. <laughs> hey ho! Wait to sneak that in. Oh <laughs> yeah, no big deal. The Ooh. the pop listeners at home were like, oh yeah, I was really dying to know. Yeah, how, yeah, I was how really did that dying turn to know. Out? How did that turn out? It it turned out fantastically because let me quick update Virginia Tech fired their head coach midway through the season and uh this was the final game of the season they only had five wins and you need six wins to be bowl eligible and we we're playing against UVA who uh has had a really high-powered offense all season and let me just say that UVA and their high-powered offense could not beat <laughs> Tech even in like their worst season in like 20 years with an uh, interim head coach. So nice, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. I have to tell you a funny story because this, <coughs> this, this reminded me of it, but yesterday we all got together for our younger brother, Tyler's, uh, birthday for lunch. That's all right. And, um, so Alice came out and she was, she was at lunch with us and you started talking about football, specifically the, uh, Washington football team. Oh yes. And their, their recent win. And Alice said, we got home. I got home from work last night and she was like, I've never seen Jay so animated as talking about that game. Really? Yes. She was like, she was like, it was the coolest thing ever to watch because you were just like, you were like, and then this happened and then this, and then what? And then this, and <laughs> she just thought it was interesting. It, I thought it was really funny because you and I have definitely like had this bond over watching football throughout our life. And yeah. we've had season tickets to, you know, the tech games and stuff before. Uh, but I don't think that she has ever really witnessed it. Mm -hmm. Like, so firsthand like that that's interesting so it was just really i thought it was maybe funny. it offered her a bit of an uh, you know what i was thinking about this though the other day and like there are like 
you know one of my interests is the Pokemon trading card game. It's I, come up. I don't know if it has. Yeah. <laughs> what is the Pokemon trading card game? Yeah. It's this big, long-running game. It's been like 20 years now. Anyway, uh, <laughs> one of the issues I find like with a lot of like um, interests, or one of my big interests is just playing games. Yeah. Like, I like games almost of any kind. Yes. I enjoy playing them. And it's so difficult to find not it's not necessarily difficult to find people to play a game with uh-huh for per se but it is very difficult for me in my life at the stage I'm in to find people who care about it as much as I do like you know like it's hard to find someone who's like on your level of caring about wanting to play a game it, I, know? I, I do understand this and, and I feel like I could go to like an anecdote that I always go to which is that like whenever I like to go Growing up, we always had like a basketball hoop outside yeah. of our house, and legit, I've never really liked playing basketball. Yeah, but one of the things I've always liked to do is go and just shoot. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm not playing a game, I'm not like keeping score, I'm not doing anything. I'm just literally bouncing the ball, throwing it at the rim, going and collecting it, and doing it again over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah, and I that I actually have a park near my house that has like a great set of basketball hoops, and I have like wanted to go over there before but anytime you go to a public place to play any amount of basketball whatsoever there will always be this group of like three to four guys who show up who do nothing but go and play pickup games of basketball and they should be in the nba because they're amazing yeah right like it's always an odd number of people and they always just need one more for a game yes and that's always going to be you Right. And they're like, you, you want you want to play a pickup game? And I'm like, I don't want to play a pickup game at all. But what they're on the on the look for is I feel I feel like what you're on the look for. It's like they mm-hmm. want to continue to harness their skills and their hope is like, well, if someone's out there playing, like they probably want to play a game too. Yeah. And yeah. so this is you with with competitive uh gameplay. Just I suppose. That was just my example. But uh to back it up a step, I think like yet yeah, uh football is one of those things that like of all like of the many interests we've had over the years it's been like a very like um consistent one throughout time sure that i've been able to share with um lots of different friends uh from many walks of life and and that has always remained interesting to me especially um like the washington football team and the virginia tech Hokies. Uh, i can always i can always be excited about those things and it's not hard to like i think i'm always guarded when i talk about things that i really like because i in, inevitably people are not as enthusiastic and i feel like i come off a little like <gasps> over the top <laughs> but i don't feel like that's i feel like it's pretty safe to talk about football around most of my friends especially here because almost everyone likes virginia tech and almost all my friends went there so right right we, yeah. we, we've we've probably talked about this before too <clears throat> but i do think we live in a very unique part of the world where we don't have like pro sports teams yeah. or or really any other like um allegiance based community like distractions even yeah like i could imagine if you lived somewhere that had like an nfl team an nba team an mlb team right wh- whatever like that you would literally be finding like it, it might be difficult because some of your friends might be more into hockey and some of your friends might be more into baseball and some of your friends right. might be more into football and it's kind of like everybody gets divided a little bit, even though usually if that's the case, there's just more people in general. Um, but here I feel like it's, it is this like epicenter where we don't have any distractions. We all like one thing and right. that is Virginia Tech football. Right. Yeah. So there's that. So I don't know. I suppose that is probably a way in which that 
came out more. Maybe maybe that's more of like a mark that I need to just like be more confident or have. <laughs> I obviously I have very like low self esteem in this particular area in that kind of like talking about stuff. They're like people aren't gonna let people. I find that people are so rarely as enthusiastic about the things I like as I am that it is that I feel like I have learned over time that or the the learned behavior I have is that like that people aren't going to care as much and you're probably annoying them which might not which I don't think is true <laughs> I, I don't but, yeah look it's I, I understand the line that you're trying to walk there yeah. but I think in this particular case like what what Alice was witnessing I think she thought was extremely cool mm-hmm. because it was getting to see you just be sort of like unfiltered fully excited mm-hmm. no holds yeah and and there's something like really nice it's kind of like getting to see someone who's extremely good at what they do mm-hmm. like in action, especially if it's someone who, you know, completely removed from that particular setting. So it's like they're extremely good at something, but you don't ever really get to witness it. And right. then you finally do. And you're like, whoa, like when you are in your element, like it is a different person. Right. And like that is cool. And I feel like that's that that can be the case. Like just I think raw enthusiasm is is typically more contagious than it is annoying mm-hmm. is my I'm gonna. I'm, I would. I would assert that. Gonna go with that. Yeah. All right. I agree with you. I agree with you. I just have to be bolder. I suppose. There you go. Anyway, I'm gonna continue to back it up because I was going somewhere with my dinosaur egg story. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Yeah. So we were doing that. Hokies were winning. That was great. But every like five minutes or so, Luke would come running in the other room and have like pried another dinosaur out of its egg, and he was like so proud of himself for doing it. And it was like, oh, good job, good job. Anyway, we get to the end of all the dinosaur eggs, and he's just covered in dirt you know nice. we've done we've put as much precautions as we can i knew he was going to be dirty <clears throat> no big deal but uh so you know we got we go give him a bath and um you know the tub is a little bit dirtier than usual which no big deal right but that's that's the setting oh, for what happens no. next okay <laughs> oh no so so anyway sunday the big event here is that beth has been planning for a few weeks to go uh, to New York City with some of her like running friends to do. They just are just you know have fun, just girl trip. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're gonna go like run in Central Park. They went to a Broadway show. She's back now, but uh, she was going from Sunday to Wednesday, and she was leaving like Sunday morning at eight and getting back like Sunday or Wednesday at like ten p.m. So it's like a full four days there. Right, right. Where it's just just me and the kiddos. Uh, I did. I felt like I had some babysitters come so I could still go to work. But sure. Uh, definitely tremendous, uh, lot to do. And on night one, I am giving Nick and Nate a bath in the tub and like they're, they've both been having like really runny noses. So their faces are just covered. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I could, I could probably skip a bath, but I feel like I really need it. So I get them in there and we have this new bubble bath. Cause Luke was like, he really wanted bubbles again. He goes through phases wanting bubble bath and not wanting it. I don't know why he would ever not want it, but I know it's, it seems like, now. it seems to me like bubble bath is one of those things where I don't know why they haven't just incorporated it into our like water lines, right into in the, the water line. Yeah. Where it's just like you turn it on, you have a bubble bath, bubble you, have a, bath. you have a dedicated bubble line oh this is exciting mm. stuff a bubble line a bubble line it's like where, where's your where's your main shut off for the bubbles <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> we get shut off at the main that sounds super fun yeah anyway sorry I'm- <laughs> so anyway the bubbles are an important part of the story as well okay because the tub is like filling up and i'm just sort of like watching them i'm playing on my phone some and there's like the whole layer of bubbles on it and i look down and i notice that like there's you know some extra sediment in the tub and i'm like oh that's probably from the dirt last night but 
It wasn't from the dirt last night. But that was what I thought. Oh, no. <laughs> that was what I thought. And meanwhile, there's just this entire layer of bubbles also concealing the rest of the tub. So I finally, like, tr- shut the water off and I go to, like, start cleaning them. And now I'm like, man, there's so much more dirt than I realized from Luke last night. And then, oh, it was not dirt, Ben. It wasn't dirt. It was dirt. not. Oh, no. Somebody pooped in the tub. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was <clears throat> It was like, uh, you know, it, uh, it was just this like, oh, no. Like, th- like everything, you know, it, I feel like pure instinct like took over. So what is the situation? Like, I... I'm in a real situation right now. Like this is this everything is happening right now. Like all <laughs> uh, I can't even describe it. But because uh, now there's like a thousand problems to solve all at the same time. Sure. This is a very weird situation because now Nick and Nate have clearly been in like the contaminated water. Contaminated. So, good yeah. word. Good word. Good word. And it's like, so now really you're basically dirtier than when you got in the tub right. as far as I'm concerned. And I'm obviously going to have to get you out of the tub and just redo the whole thing. We got, we're got to start all the way back at zero here. Right. You need a whole second bath at this point. Problem is the tub is presently also contaminated. <laughs> and I'm like, so I got to immediately get them out. But then I'm like, now what do I do with them? Cause I gotta, I gotta fix, like I can't let them go anywhere. Right. Cause they, they're covered. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, they yep. I can't go put them in clothes. Cause then those clothes are going to be contaminated. Anything they touch is going to be, it's like, I got to keep them here in the bathroom with me as I deal with this. And so they're, you know, they're both just, you know, naked as the day they were born, just running around the bathroom as I'm trying to deal with the crisis in the tub. And I don't know if you know this about bathrooms. I never understand this. I guess I do. But like, it always seems a little bit backwards to me that like bathrooms always have tile, right? Because like, obviously you don't want like carpet or something, but it gets so slippery it when does. it's wet. It's it like does. and it's like the room where all the water is. So anyway, they're obviously they're just covered in water anyway, and they're just running around grabbing everything, getting everything slippery and slipping up. And I'm like, I can't, I can't put you anywhere because you're getting everything you touch. Is like can't have it. You know, it's a, it's a mess. And I got the tub is full, so I'm like waiting for it to dry. They're pulling toys out of everywhere. Everything in the tub is now like I'm just going to the garbage. Was starting over here. Ugh. And just sheer pandemonium, sheer pandemonium. Like uh, you're stuck in the bathroom. They want to touch everything and they want to get back in the tub because they're like water. They don't know what the problem is. Right. right, right, Yeah. And then I'm like, not only that, like I can't, I can't even really leave. I have to like, I have to be able to clean everything in the tub with everything that's present in the bathroom. So like wait for it to drain, get everything up and then throw everything out, clean the tub. Meanwhile, they're just slipping nonstop. (laughs) <sighs> this is this is like a yeah. kind of chaos that yeah no yeah. I, I i get you I, and at one point like luke even like he was downstairs just like watching tv and you know he's like wondering what's taking daddy so long i think because i think i told him like you know i'm gonna go give the the boys a bath and then i'll come down and we can like have some ice cream or something so he's like waiting on that you know oh he's coming gosh. up to investigate what's taking so long <laughs> on the ice cream and i'm just like you gotta go you have got to get out of here <laughs> oh uh, i don't know if anyone's had the deal with this situation before, but I'm sure you were mad. This it wouldn't have even been so bad. Also, if I had like a second person there, but yeah. of course, this is like I feel like there's just like a law of parental inevitability that like of course this happened 
Like, this never happened with Luke. This never happened with the twins before. It happened when Beth wasn't there. Yeah. You know, she's like, and this happened last time because earlier in the year, she also went on like a different girl trip on like a bachelorette party, like to the, uh, to the Bahamas and super great, great trip for her. And like the moment she leaves, like everyone gets a fever and it's just like, oh man, it's like, like every now, time, every time it's like, what? Like now I, now it's like, you so rarely do all three of you have a fever at the same time. Why is it the moment mommy leaves you have a fever? Right. It's like nothing, nothing has changed. Nothing is different about the regular flow of your life right now. Uh, so I don't know. That was a, uh, that was a crisis. We got through it. Everyone was clean. We cleaned the tub. I got him back in. Luke got his ice cream. <laughs> it all worked out it in the end. A, it all worked out in the end. But I just wanted to share my crazy story. No, on, I appreciate on it. Night one. I, I mean, there, there's a moment in. Uh, we, we, I finally started the vlog. In case anybody oh, yeah. listening somehow doesn't doesn't know that yet. But uh, we had we had. Uh, I think last week's episode was like Addison's first bath. Yeah. And we had this this exact same like the, I have it on camera. Yeah. The moment of like. Like this had never occurred to me before, but like literally we're going to give her a bath for the first time. And like, you know, Alice, I think makes a comment where she's like, do we need to take her diaper off? And I was like, or maybe I ask her that. Yeah. And it's like, it literally has never occurred to me before yeah. that like I've never given a baby a bath before. Yeah. And it's like, well, I mean, the, the diapers absorb water. So you can't like, you obviously can't, she can't do that. And then Alice is like, well, what if she poops? And I was like, that hadn't occurred to me either. Well, now I know. And yeah. what if they poop? No, no, no. I'm glad that I mean, you're you're the pioneer, man. Yeah, you're, I guess so. You were you were walking through all the spider webs and the path in mm-hmm. front of me, and yeah. so now I don't have to walk through them. Yeah. Or probably just will also have to walk through <laughs> <Yeah>. them. <laughs> it'll it'll be yeah. I'll I'll have to alert you. We'll have to we'll have to keep this in mind or set a reminder for uh, whenever I am on my first solo mission with Addison yeah. for like a full weekend. Like yeah. what, what calamity happens? What's going to go down? What's going to go down? Cause you know, it's going to be something, you know, something's going to happen. Something's going to go crazy. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I'm proud of you for, for surviving it such w- a, such a momentous and, um, unbelievable moment. Yeah. I was texting Beth about it. She was just, she thought it was hilarious. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Like, she's, oh, she's, she's like, a good job not to be there. Right. It's like, I currently have a cocktail in front of me. So. Yeah. All right. <laughs> you have fun with that. Right. Right. Calamity. Okay. Okay. So, uh, transition again, transition. Hey, we're back. We're back. Okay. So we have, um, in a recent episode, we suggested that the pop needs itself a flag. Uh, yes, we did. We did, mm-hmm. and we got we got submissions. Oh, we did from people. We That's did, exciting. yes. And i i have I have printed them off with my printer that has varying degrees of available ink. Oh, so uh, <laughs> so they're not maybe all color correct. So they're maybe not all color correct, but we we can have digital versions of them, um, like sort of compiled somewhere. But I, but I, I feel like what's really 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 interesting to me about this is that there is a kind of campiness about these that I love. Okay. That like, I think it's like, it's like almost, I almost feel like if I was tasked with this, I would have reached out to our graphic de- designer, Faishan mm-hmm. and been like, Hey, can you like help us come up with the flag? And now that I've seen some of these submissions, I'm like, maybe we shouldn't change anything about it at all. Okay. Just literally just stick to it. So I have, okay. I have a batch of them here. Hang on one second. Oh, oh boy. It's it's quite it's quite a several. What was fascinating to me about these submissions is just how much the the duck culture oh, yeah. has incorporated itself 
into the pop. Oh, of course, it, it's know. been pretty great. So, yeah. so up up front we have we have your classic three stripe with with duck. Oh man, just part- very. I do like it. It's very basic. It feels yeah. Look, I could just imagine right here on the on the coffee table in front of us, right next to uh, the Snail or Moon. Yeah, our shell. Um, like a scenario where we have just like a little like one of those like sticks you know like uh it, it's almost like a skewer for cooking and it has like yeah. a little like glued on flag mm-hmm. i could just imagine like a little one sitting right there yeah and with it's the like, flag on it yeah so that one was submitted by uh diane l look i assume is the duck supposed to be like the full yellow uh, probably yes. yeah it's it's like again the the color the color isn't the greatest okay uh we Locked had a, coy- a coyote submission oh with, with, a, with a coyote howling at ye old moon uh from caleb myers this looks like a crayon drawing it's yeah. printed off so interestingly right oh, right man. okay so, so this is yeah we, this would be how would this this would be like a vertical flag it would be a vertical flag well, that's, a, that's a decision right there isn't it though mm-hmm. isn't it though okay 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 interesting so again we have we have um sort of more of your your triangular uh divided style of flag with with a duck and some popcorn in the middle oh yeah that one came from uh brady fitzgerald okay so Excellent, excellent submission so far. Um, let me see here. There was there was one in particular that I thought turned out really great. Uh, this one, someone made it. It's like a popcorn popped, but oh. it's like the popped corn looks like a duck. Looks like a duck. And they gave me a bunch of names as to what they could call this. And one of the things they came up with is duck corn. Duck corn, like a duck corn, like a duck corn. It almost sounds like a like a like a Fantastic Beast, like a like a duck corn, like a duck corn. You know, and it's like, and that that was uh, from Michaela Pencala, um, and I was like, ooh, this now is that very one. creative. I like this one a lot. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. solid. So there, there's quite a few of them here, though, and I feel like what we need to do is is oh, actually, I have one more I want to show you oh, okay. uh, specifically. I thought this one was also very good. Uh, this one came from uh, Evic Frenzel. And it's it's just you know again we got like our, ourselves a, a rubber duck in the middle with some some popcorn kernels pop going on there some nice stripiness. Mm. You know what? I don't know if I like the striped popcorns down the side here on okay. this one as much, but I will say I appreciate that you could interpret this one as if the circle the duck is in was like a cup, and you were looking at like a complete <gasps> top down view of it. Ooh, you know that's Perhaps. very clever. So maybe what you're seeing is a duck in a cup. Well, so what we need is, and we'll come up with this before this episode goes live, but we need a way for people to come and, and kind of offer some some voting. Oh, okay. I think okay. To, to give us... You want to open it up to the little kernels to decide like what uh, what I, should be the, the one true flag. I think at the very least some guidance. Some, some guidance. Some guidance. Because we have we have quite a many of them, and I know for oh, a... Oh, goodness. They're a, all, you have like a whole more stack over there. I do. But for a primarily audio format show... Yeah, it's I, difficult to see. It, it's difficult to see. So what, what I would recommend is is checking the show notes for a link to to get a gander at, Okay, at a gander. Ah, ah, nice. Um, what, what was so fascinating to me about this, though, is, that, is how many of them were ducks, and I was like, if... You didn't know anything about our show, and it's called Popcorn Culture, and our flag <laughs> is, a duck. is a duck. It's like, um, it's so interesting too because it's not only it, the duck is of course there's a duck right here, uh, you know, on on the set, and we have like the whole duck in a cup thing going. We do, but 
What's funny to me is that's not even the only duck gag we have because we also have the Green Mallard sticker game yes. going. And then we also just have like, you know, the regular stories about the GMA. So it's like, it's funny to me the number of different ways in which ducks have been present on the show. It's very, it's very, very unusual. Um, I actually had uh, at my Thanksgiving with Alice's family, uh, her aunt came over and she was like, oh, I thought you would think this was interesting. Just the other day, I got inducted into a duck clan. And I was like, because she's a school teacher. She got inducted. Inducted yeah. into, a, into a duck clan. I don't okay. even, she, th- those are the words she used. If that pun was intentional, it went clean over my head in the wow. moment. I know. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she's a middle school teacher. And so apparently like inside of, and she's a middle school, te- middle school teacher, like in my neighborhood, oh, like okay. at, at the school that like, if, if we still live there, when Addison goes to middle school, she'll go to this school. Okay. And she was telling me that apparently like, there's this like huge thing going on right now where like all these middle school students have this like duck thing going on. And I was like, I don't even know if like, I don't know if you're telling me this because it's just an interesting thing that happened at work mm-hmm. or if you know my own personal relationship with ducks or if somehow <laughs> and with middle school shenanigans, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Or is it somehow possible that we have permeated so far that we have caused a, a wave? We have caused duck day, duck day, <laughs> duck day. Oh man. Duck day. Oh, that'd be a great holiday. That's a great holiday. Yeah, duck we should have duck day needs to be a thing. We need to get that on the calendar and come up with a way to celebrate. Everybody can, everybody can wave their duck flags. Everyone can, oh, you definitely got to display your duck flag whenever. Well, I mean, this uh, assuming, do you think it's funny at all that we like people talk about flags and how like lacking they are in quality. And this is, <laughs> this is an exact situation where literally something that has nothing to do with the name of the show is finding its way onto the flag <laughs> and it's like it's like it, it like from an outsider it's like why is it a duck why is it a duck why does the maryland flag look that way yeah it's like to the people who know they know like yeah. it totally makes sense mm-hmm. but if you know you know man okay <laughs> this is funny i do think yeah we should uh we should have some sort of voting i'm not i don't know if we need to like just try and vote down to like to, to figure out like some finalists or something. I think finalists yeah. sounds good. Okay. I, what I really like is an opportunity for the little colonels who have submitted to have their work an opportunity to be seen and appreciated. Yeah. Because it should be. It's 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 some quality stuff. Well, my suspicion is that upon releasing this episode, we will get more submissions. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. That's a yeah. good point. That's yeah, okay. The, before we move on, I also think um, someone pointed this out to me one day is that we always talk about our... Um, or not always, but we have a, a hockey team associated with popcorn culture. We do. The Arizona Coyotes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Interestingly, though, there is there is a duck-themed <laughs> hockey team. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> Did we choose the wrong hockey team? No. No. <laughs> Of course, no, not. of course not. Of course, of course not. not. Maybe, maybe, maybe this is an, a rare instance <clears throat> where the the duck themed team is it the Mighty Ducks? Is yeah, that just it's what the they're Anaheim called? Ducks. Well, Anaheim. they're not the Mighty Ducks. I think they had to drop the Mighty. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the Anaheim Ducks are just our biggest rivals. Oh, interesting. Yeah, in a very strange turn of events. Mm. But if the Arizona Coyotes beat them, then maybe they'll get to take the name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see what Very game changer. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Okay. So before we, before we close out, I, I do have one last thing to do, which is this week's corny joke. What? Uh, because it fits it fits the current topic of conversation so well. This week's corny joke comes from Kaylee Faulkner, who says, "What do you get if you mix ducks with fireworks?" Oh, 
of fire quackers. Yes. Yes. Oh, no way. How good is fire quackers? <laughs> That's so good. The more corny jokes that people submit that are duck themed, the, the more likely they are to make their way. Excellent. Into, into, cause I believe last week we declared quack as a top 10 onomatopoeia. Oh it, yeah, for sure. Yeah. 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 Quack. Great word. <laughs> quack, 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 man. This was like one of those things that like, I think I don't even know where I was for the first time, but like it, like on, on like a bus on like a, on like a, the way to a track meet or something. I like just me and like the, the people immediately around me started doing the quack. What? And it just like in everybody on the bus got it. Everyone it was knows. Just like, it was like, yes. Yeah. It was like one of the coolest minutes of my life. Man. You know what? It's like, it's so funny. We do all this stuff with ducks. If someone would ask me like what my favorite animal is, I don't think I would <laughs> respond with duck. Well, maybe you should. Yeah, maybe I should. Maybe I need to like reevaluate. Like, are ducks my favorite animal? Argument number one: They can both swim and fly. They're pretty good, and walk on land. They're a triple threat. They are a triple threat. Yeah, especially on land. Especially, <laughs> <laughs> you better look out. They are gonna waddle right up to you. <laughs> right, right, right at waddle, you. Waddle, 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 waddle. Oh my gosh, guys! If you have any uh, feedback for the pop or want to enter your own uh, popcorn culture flag submission, you can send that over to popcornculturepod at gmail dot com, uh, or if you would like to support us on patreon we have a lot of really cool stuff going on on patreon for the pop um if you would like to be a member of the discord server we actually do take recommendations on potential topics yes uh, that we could discuss here in the show um we have a an additional segment that we record after each week's episode called after the final pop which is just an extra 15 to 20 minutes of jay and i talking more about something we didn't cover in today's episode uh or at the 25 dollars tier you can get signed up for quarterly exclusive merch which is just extremely cool uh <coughs> merchandise that Jay and I come up with, uh, which just has something to do uh, with with the realm, something we talked about here on the show. Yep. Uh, the current offering, if you sign up before uh, the end of December, is a vinyl record, uh, which will glow in the dark and have an exclusive episode of Popcorn Culture on it. So yeah. The only way to listen is, is, is on, on a record. There will be no digital way to listen. No, which is cool. This is going to be uh, very cool. Yeah. So again, that's patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise, until next week, pop, pop. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.